movies by minutes. Project number five. It's Silverado this time. That's no job. By Lawrence Haston, who wrote the show. Let's settle up now, please. Cause here we go. folks and welcome back to another episode of the silver auto minute podcast each week movies by minute hosts examine the 1985 lawrence kasdan directed western silver auto one minute of screen time per episode i'm tierney Steele from the mash minute and i'm megan coleman also of the mash minute the minute Hi, of the mash hello the minute of the mash <laughs> so uh i realized i'm kind of a liar but i I really thought I meant it at the time because yesterday I talked about how I knew nothing about Westerns and didn't watch any Westerns and knew nothing of the genre. And I've seen every single episode of Hey Dude multiple <gasps> times. Yes. Oh, Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon TV show about very pretty people. <laughs> Working yes. on Dude Ranch in the, it, uh, I looked it up. It was, uh, 89. All right. Aired from July 14th, 1989 to August 30th, 1991, 65 episodes. Wow. <laughs> we did, we did not mess around back then. None of this limited series BS for us. Um, the other thing is I watched both City Slickers movies multiple times. You know, my parents really like those films, but I don't think I've seen them. Like, I think oh. I've seen bits. I think I've seen bits. Slumber you know, just because it would be on. Slumber, Slumber party. party. We're going to watch, like, all these Western films, right? And TV shows. Dun, 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 dun. Anyway, anyway um, City Slickers. It's so good. It's meta. Yeah. But we're not talking about City Slickers today. No. Which is both a promise and a threat. Uh <laughs> <laughs> And instead, we're going to talk about Minute 92 of Silverado, which begins with Kevin Costner eating his pie, walking around the house. Someone who knows more about guns, I'm sure, will tell you what gun that is. And it ends with one of the kidnappers looking at the bookcase. This episode's (gasps) essence is betrayal! (laughs) Yes. So, well, it starts off with Phoebe being a little clueless. I mean, well, not clueless, but she's not right away, but... There's that too. Yeah, just mm. yeah. There, there's also the betrayal of Ray finding out that Slickla. I mean, it's a whole right. Like, what do you mean? And just yeah. But we should probably get back to Pie because <laughs> when Kevin Costner's all like, mm, "Kate Pie," and then he's suddenly thinking he's gonna enjoy his pie, and then there's a gun being cocked at him. You know. Yep. I would like to uh, take some umbrage with Kevin Costner picking up the pie in one hand. Well, I realize this is so he can also carry the lamp. Yes. Lamp in one hand, pie in the other, but ew? Because ew, because the, like, kerosene's not, I'm assuming this is like a kerosene type No, he's holding a slice of pie in his hand. Is that why is that weird to you? Because he hasn't washed his hand yet, or because you shouldn't eat pie with your hands? Because I've definitely eaten pie with my hands before. Sometimes it's you've, just easier. You've girl. walked around the house holding a slice of pie. Listen, Thanksgiving, yo, like sometimes you're just drunk and you need pie, and why deal with utensils and silverware? And I that's have... the same thing. And and plates when you could just break when they could break, you could just hold the pie. 
It, I mean, admittedly, some pies are not sturdy enough to, to do I this. I was going to say, I don't but... think I've ever eaten a pie that would stand <laughs> up to such. First of all, the only thing really? I could imagine standing up like that is like a pumpkin or sweet potato. But no, it depends on how saucy. It depends. It depends on your crust. It depends on how saucy. Like, I'm still going with this being an apple pie. Yes. And, and some people like a really mushy. Yes. <laughs> well, it depends. Some people like really. We just had this discussion at Thanksgiving between my ninety-year-old grandmother, who doesn't bake anymore because that's she just you know doesn't have the ability. She does to not do that. have to, <laughs> and she's also ninety, so she doesn't have to. She doesn't want to. And my mom, who's you know now baking the apple pie, and them having this argument with my husband trying to very kindly interject to not have it become a how oh, shall we say Thanksgiving <laughs> thing, quote unquote. You know, and well. You can mix the apples so they're not, it's a little bit more sturdy and not as like, not soupy, but wet, right? Like, so you don't have as much like of the brown sugar apple kind of goodness that would make the pie crust kind of soggy. So maybe it's that. Maybe she used really fresh apples. Maybe she didn't really, you know, maybe she used Max. Maybe she used Granny Smith. They tend to be a little bit more, you know, this could be an heirloom variety that was more. But we see those tarts. very 1985 Red Delicious on the table. This is true. So that's probably what she used. The, this is blowing my mind. And now I will say but, but my bias cowboy. is I'm an apple crisp person. And so uh, the perfect apple pie to me. Is basically but, not but he's, apple pie. He, he's, he's, he's a cowboy, though, right? Like, he's dignified, but he's kind I, of a... He still has that cowboy bachelor way about him. Like, of course he's going to pick up... I mean, yes, she put it out nicely on a plate for him and tried to... you have done it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all right, okay. If uh, Jake, Kevin Costner, had walked into this house and picked up a giant hunk piece of cornbread and a lamp and walked through the house... That would not have phased me. If he had walked in and picked up a Pillsbury Crescent roll and done that, it would not have phased me. If he had <laughs> walked in and picked up a, a little square snack cake, it would not have phased me. But just, I've never seen someone pick up a slice of pie like that. And apparently it's because we have never spent the holidays together. <laughs> and this is blowing my mind. <laughs> I also want to say that this could also be like, well, no, because he eats it. I was going to say, if it's like that fake food, that like you know when you find out when like the mcdonald's close-up mm. is really like you know doctored with like glue and all kinds of not edible stuff to keep it not from melting under the lights mm-hmm. and looking you know appealing i if that's going on though he eats it later but so and also how but would it you give been the direction sturdy? pick it up <laughs> yeah i don't now, know anyway i totally would understand the frustration if you have to pick up a, if you have to carry something and your plate of dessert that's the longest walk of your life. And I understand no. that that awfulness. But but that's that's why <laughs> that's that's why this is blowing my mind and not at all what I thought we were gonna talk about. Oh my god. I love pie. What can I say? I'm the kind of person who goes to di- uh, breakfast at a diner and gets pie. Like I get dessert for breakfast because pie Shout out to something that has nothing to do with the film industry is my friend, sort sort of relative, she's my cousin-in-law's sister. I don't know how this works. Uh, but she is a pie breaker in Mount Pleasant, D.C. So in Washington, D.C., on Instagram, look up Maggie Bakes Pie, and it will make you hungry. Um, it's not, it, 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 there's other treats too, but it's mostly pie. Sweet, awesome looking, delicious pie that is too far away for me to 
Uh, get her to bring me one. It's so sad. Um, (laughs) So there's my shout out for today. Uh, If you would like to drool, (laughs) check out her her baking business. Smash that ball. I love I love a good pie, but I this is wow. This is but so he picks it up. He walks through the hallway into a back room and which can I just say looks fabulous. Like that the way that shot set up is just. Mm. Like, you know something's going to happen. Yeah. But you don't know what. You're still surprised. Uh, definitely the first time you see it, you're like, whoa! Yeah, because you just hear, like that, you know, mm-hmm. gun being cocked and then some kind of cult-esque revolver. I don't know guns very well, but... There weren't a lot of guns on uh, the Nickelodeon children's television show. <laughs> was was there even a gun? There probably was one episode about like gun safety in a very 90s sort of way. No. Probably, but <laughs> but then there are no guns on Dino Ranch, which is my current Western influence, <laughs> where they that ride makes, dinosaurs. I, I would have a lot of questions <laughs> if there were. <laughs> Like, like, do the people have the guns? Do the dinos have the guns? Do they both have. Are they? Wa- they could be water guns. Actually, that would be hilarious if it was water guns. Super soakers, nerfs, nerf turns. Sorry. I'm sure soon enough I'll have seen every episode and can tell you. And we see Emmett's or Jake. I'm just gonna go back to all. You see Kevin Costner's family tied up. It's Jake. Uh, I knew it was one of them. Uh, they're brothers, aren't they? <laughs> I've watched this yes. whole movie. <laughs> I know, I'm like, <laughs> so the father. And so we see them. They're tied up. They've been gagged so that they could not call out to warn him that their house has been invaded. And uh, what I absolutely love is the father is played by Earl Hindman, who I knew I recognized, but I couldn't think where while I was watching the film. It's Wilson from Home Improvement. <gasps> no, don't where you, you say never that. saw his whole face, and so. Here, <gasps> no, now he that you that, I can see that. And you don't see <gasps> his whole face. I knew he looked familiar. I did not realize how it was. So, um, speaking of things we grew up with that now people say have not aged well, and yet I cannot oh, completely turn off I've that part never... of my brain. Oh, Wilson from Home Improvement was a huge part of my childhood. <laughs> yes. <laughs> ABC, TGIF on ABC was huge in my household. Like family matters, you know. We also oh. moved into a house that needed a lot of work because it had been built in the twenties and last updated. I'm using air quotes in the sixties by people who had no idea what they were doing and freely admitted it. Freely admitted it, but we bought that house, and so my dad. Uh, let me put it this way: we bought that house in 1990, and by the time I moved out in 2008, my father and I had completely stripped down to the studs and re-sheetrocked and built every room except the kitchen and that we had completely redone all the cabinetry and appliances but we we had left the walls in place (laughs) we'd also uh built a back deck when i went through my indiana jones phase and dug up the backyard and my dad walked out and thought we'll just build a deck over this instead of dealing with it (laughs) so home improvement was a huge part of my childhood and to see earl Hyman like doing stuff was amazing to me my mind is blown right now. <laughs> so yes, the bad guys, if you thought I couldn't be bothered to learn the names of our heroes, certainly not going to learn their names, but they are holding the family hostage. And then we uh, leave a very precarious situation. I kind of wonder if they just didn't know how to move all the Did, actors like, from point A to yes. point B. <laughs> we shoot back so that Kevin Klein can find out that 
he he knows trouble's afoot. Jake's gone home and he knows uh, I, I got to get over there. He leaves Phoebe and Ray talking. And then the next time we see him, Costner is already being tied up. Like there's, we've moved. <laughs> yeah, Phoebe's all like, oh, I was with him all day. I just left him. And then Kevin, Cost- Kevin Clyde's like, got to go find the other Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that caused any trouble at any point. Kevin, no, other Kevin. Kevin, no other Kevin. Or did they just go with, like, like my best friend from college, her name is also Megan, and we had two Aarons in our group as well, just because, you know, as you do with a women's college, because there's only so many girl names, and we just refer to each other, even still, as our by our last names. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just easier. It 100% is. So maybe they just were like, Costner Klein. <laughs> Nothing comes between me and my Costner Kleins. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry. It had to be done. Oh, we're okay. not gonna get. We're not gonna get a scene where we get to make that joke for a really, really long time in this movie. Because <laughs> the bad guys are taking Jake away, tying him up outside. Then we see the family still looking very distressed, and I love that it's like the eye contact with Earl, and then to the books. Bum bum bum. Dun dun dun. Yeah, it's like. What, what's up with the books? We will find out what's up with the books soon. Uh, I wanted dun, to dun, take dun. a quick second to talk about, because you mentioned, oh yeah, Kevin Costner wasn't really Kevin Costner yet, which, No. Fair. I mean, I mean, was this, was this, bef- was this before or after, Bo- this is after, when did Bull Durham come out? So, someone, it's after. yeah, someone somewhere said, okay, so yeah, I, I knew it was after, so someone somewhere said that this was, Kevin Costner's first movie role. And I'm like, that can't be right. I know he was cut out of the big chill, but he was in other things. But this is his first, like, he's a star, you know? And then very quickly after, so this is 85, Silverado. Costner is holding his own with Kevin Klein and John Cleese, and he's going to be a star. Then in 87, he's Elliot Ness and the Untouchables. And then in 88, he's Bull Durham. In 89, he's in Field of Dreams. <laughs> And mm, na- and yep. in 90, he dances with wolves. Now he's Kevin Costner. <laughs> 91 is Robin Hood and JFK. 92 is The Bodyguard. 94 is Wyatt Earp. 95, Waterworld. 96, Tin Cup. Shout out. Not enough references to Tin Cup in the world. 97, The Postman. And then he's oh, been in a yeah, million other things. That was kind of a things. weird one, wasn't it? He's been in a lot. It's Kevin Costner. You know who he is. I want to give a shout out to 13 Days. Freaking loved that movie. And actually, he got me points in my archives class. My archives class was taught by someone who worked at the JFK library who said in 2009, and and who was Kenny O'Donnell? Why are his papers at the Kennedy library? And we're all staring at him like we have no idea. And then he, he starts like trying to give us hints and no one's getting it. No one's getting it. And he gave a hint that reminded me, I think it was like the Harvard football connection. I was like, oh, Kevin Costner. From 13 days, but the teacher had already moved on to who remembers Kenny O'Donnell. And I raised my hand and he's like, you don't remember Kenny O'Donnell. And I'm like, I know, I know, but I saw the movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> I also recently rewatched Waterworld and The Postman and like, I, I don't want to pretend they're good movies, but they were way more enjoyable than I remember for like what shorthand they've become for, you know, disasters. I don't even think I've seen The Postman. 
Megan, shout out to the U.S. Postal Service because both our grandpas were postmen. My grandpa wasn't a Wasn't postman. he? Who was the postman in your family? My father-in-law was a postman. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I was like, what? My one grandfather worked for the highway department and the other sorry. Like, drove trucks for no, table No, I mixed it up. Table pies, the table talk pies, and another was an accountant. So... Kevin Costner's career took off after Silverado. And Kevin Klein's already like a known actor at this point, right? So yeah. Some of his biggest hits were yet to come, but he was a star. So I was flipping through the Kevin Costner like trivia sections of stuff. One of the things I noticed that I never appreciate was how much his and Harrison Ford's careers overlapped. The trivia on those guys' pages is just full of back and forth of was considered for, was considered for... Uh, uh, he was going to be the president in Air Force One, but the postman was taking too long and blah, 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 blah. So it's just really interesting. Ah. Shoot. Hi. Is someone making an appearance? Someone is making an appearance. And given that I'm in his room, that seems only fair enough. Although it's going to make my next favorite trivia about Kevin Costner that I found very awkward to share with y'all. <laughs> so it was about why Kevin Costner decided to be an actor. Because he wasn't originally. You know, he he was going to be, he was going to do something. He went to school for other things. He got married. One of the big trivias is like, he drove a tour bus, you know, see the Hollywood home stars. He has a whole music career, you know, as you do. So now I can't find it and this is killing me. And I'm looking at my son and hoping he doesn't remember any of this. So the story I saw, and now I can't find where, possibly he has had it deleted since I was researching this. (laughs) <laughs> is that Kevin Costner, who hadn't done anything, was in a uh, soft core P-O-R-N and basically <gasps> said to really? himself, I'm not going to be an actor. Like, if this is what I'm doing, I, this isn't oh. for me. I'm just going to go lead my normal life. And he okay, was on wait. a plane and sat next to someone who was a star who said, you know what? If you want to do it, you got to you got to go for it, man. Like. You got to believe in yourself or whatever. And so that's why he kept going. (laughs) Why can I not find any reference to this now? (laughs) So because my Google history is already destroyed because of MASH Minute. Thank you. (laughs) Kevin Costner, softcore porn, brings up uh, the several articles that, oh, geez, you can actually see the actual thing. Yeah, that's okay. I'm good. Um... There's the one from Brand Online goes softcore porn and more. Kevin's raunchiest films exposed. Daily Express, which is Daily Express, which is like the British rag, you know that mm-hmm. it's news, and I'm doing air quotes here because they're kind of <laughs> known for being more like a gossip rag. If that says, oh god, um, says Kevin Costner has seven kids, a softcore porn past. Now there's a Reddit thread too about this. I don't love that because I actually kind of like when uh, really famous actors are like, "Yeah, I did that. I'm not proud of it. It's just something like there. There is or, something or beautifully demystifying. Really yeah, there's something beautifully disarming about someone who owns and is like, "Yes, that's a thing I had to do. It's not my best work, <laughs> you know. Like it's not what right. I hope I'm remembered for in the annals of film." But that's, you know, like, instead of it being this deep, dark secret that must be hushed up. But the, but there was a whole story about how he sat next to someone who was like, man, you got to give it another shot. You can do it. It wouldn't be Richard Burton, is it? Because his Express article says, because it, it's, it's uh, got 11 fun facts. 
Oh, Amazing maybe it was. Like Kevin Costner has seven kids, a softcore porn past, and is in a band. Eleven amazing facts. You can't make that up. Um, <laughs> that's really what it's called, guys. And it says, after marrying his college sweetheart and taking a marketing job in Orange County, Costner randomly met legendary actor Richard Burton on a return flight from his honeymoon in Mexico. That's after it. Costner explained his dream to be an actor, Burton told him not to hold back if acting was what he truly wanted. There we go. That's it. Thank you so much for finding that. And then fact three is when trying to break into Hollywood as an actor, he gave bus tours to stars, Los Angeles' homes. Now that tour probably stops at his house. Whoa. He also worked as a skipper on Jungle Cruise at Disneyland, California. Yes. While his his former wife, Cindy Silva, played Snow White. Isn't that the cutest thing you've ever heard? His first film role was in the 1981 low-budget softcore film Sizzle Beach, a.k.a. Malibu Hot Summer, produced by Schlockmaster's Trauma. High art it isn't. I love the Brits. <laughs> he went on to make things that were high art, so it's fine. And then, and then there's a screenshot of a chick who they had to censor, you know, her chest, Honey. because God forbid women have nipples. Mm-hmm. And then... um. Kevin Costner in a really bad cowboy hat looking kind of dopey. Oh, cowboys. We're back. Cowboys. I brought it back around and not even no. unintentionally. I, I do have to I do have to uh keep us in the salacious just for one more moment to share one of my oh, favorite of course, memories of, of high school, which is when our U.S. history teacher went out on maternity leave, so we had a long-term sub, and she was someone who had taught history many years before. She was a tiny woman with like big white hair and she put on the historical u.s history film dances with wolves forgetting that there is a scene in which someone disrobes and instead of and and this folks this is back in the day where it's we're talking about the big tv that has the strap holding it on yes. to the top of the rolling cart yes. there was no remote there was no remote for her to hit from her desk instead she ran up the room from her desk in the back. And did she stop the film? No, Megan, she did not. She hopped up and down, waving her hands in front of the screen until the scene was over. Okay, so I might have told this story in a previous podcast, but in seventh grade, when we watched the 60s Romeo and Juliet movie. Oh, such a good one. Anyway, there is a scene where they're basically getting it on. And it's not like, I mean, by today's standards, it's like, so tame our teacher let that one slide <laughs> but okay our teacher did not because Wasserman, <laughs> mr Wasserman, took okay so there's that paper like that paper you use for like baking bulletin boards in schools that like comes in the rolls okay so he had taken a bunch of that but it was white so even though he folded it four times you could still sort of see what's going on <laughs> but not and he is fast forwarding um so he's like holding it while in front of the tv while we have the vcr right because we're yep. still vcr in 97 yep. and he's like fast forwarding but then he has to kind of like peek behind uh-huh. through behind so occasionally we get like a glimpse and we all know what's going on because we could all yeah. kind of see just enough and it's a scene where i believe it's kind of done in shadow to a certain extent you know anyway. what megan i'm a liar she was fast forwarding it but we could all see you know <laughs> so so it's like a shadow with a shadow it was like really weird and my husband yes my husband was also in my class in middle school he we wasn't her husband then don't worry he was not my husband then i'm not child bride please do not 
be concerned. It's fine. It's a life much cuter story than that. <laughs> yes, life is weird, y'all. Just saying. Um, you probably knew that already, but it's weird. And I remember him screaming, not screaming, but pretty loudly going, I know you're all pervs. Just don't think, don't think about it. We all know it's happening, but don't think about it. I know you're thinking about it. Don't think about it. End scene. Okay, go. <laughs> oh, Wasserman. He would, he would throw boogers at us. It was really rubber cement, but he tried to pretend that it was boogers to freak Ew. us out. No. Yeah. R- rubber cement. Ultimate, you know, you get an <sighs> overhead projector. We're really taking it back. Yeah. I, I Mimeograph machine. I hit high school, right? So we had that. We had the, the is it Zeffirelli's Romeo and Juliet? And William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet by Baz Luhrmann, which is one of the greatest movies ever Oh, yeah, but we didn't get to watch the Baz one in school because, you know. We did not get to watch the Baz one in school. But uh, that was the one where I was so cool that I had the opening chorus on the front of my zip-up binder (laughs) and the closing (laughs) on the back because I was very cool and meant to be a theater kid. All right, so... Oh, Kevin Costner. Look where you are. Oh, Kevin us. Costner. You get handcuffed and you instantly spit on people. I love you. <laughs> it's, I really like the Jake character in this film. I can see why it made him a star. Hi, honey. I kind of don't want you to see the part with a gun. So, yes, I've had this entire conversation with a three-year-old on my lap. Please don't report me to child services. He's care because we're not talking about dinosaurs. So, <laughs> oh, I said the magic word. There are no dinosaurs in this movie. No. Sorry. <laughs> I really hope the mic picked up and going, oh. I heard it. I heard it. I heard the sweetest, oh, in the, in the way only a toddler can do. <laughs> but honey, you can't fly. Your butterfly costume wings don't mean you can fly like a butterfly. Oh. <laughs> Said my toddler at Halloween. Halloween. Oh, if only. Dress up as cowboys for Halloween. They do. Um, they We're probably don't set things masks. on. They probably don't cause this much destruction. You would hope. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Because as I said, the minute ends with one of the kidnappers looking at the bookcase. Looking at the bookcase. Looking specifically at. We have a really good shot of it, but of course, it's very ominous. Ominous. I can't say that word. It's foreshadowing, guys. That's the it's word the, I'm going for. It's the registers, uh, register county land. That's that's the set that he seems fixated on. And there aren't any cloud backups in the 1800s, no. so this could be a problem. Tomorrow, I can explain why this is significant. Did I know why it was significant while watching the movie? No, no. I had not put that together yet. <laughs> In minute ninety three of the movie, thing to y'all. All right, I think this is this minute has been much more than the folks were expecting. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> if you would like more of this, like they're not really tangents. We're still talking about things relevant. It just yes. It feels like a tangent, even when we're on topic. Uh, they can check out mashminute.com, which has all our episodes and. Someday, probably not next year, probably the year after, we'll have remastered, which is fun to say, uh, which is where I'm going to fix the episodes that have audio issues. And we will also review some related movies and special episodes. And uh, I'll, I'll say it here because if we end up not doing it, well, this is 
the only place to say it. But, uh, and we might record bumpers of what MASH television episode pairs well with that minute of the movie MASH. Ooh. Get ready for all the 1951. Very good year for grape. Or very good year for knee high. <laughs> very good year for knee high. Whenever, uh, whenever Hawkeye orders grape knee high for Radar, he, he makes it sound like he's ordering a very fancy wine. And I love it. It's adorable. Um, the, ca- the kid is left when we're done discussing all these <laughs> Of course. So, yeah. <laughs> um, it's like the episode of Mash Minute where I suddenly had to leave and then you can hear me falling and tripping over myself because my husband's telling me that we had a blowout with my newborn. It's good times. Ah, oh, memories. <laughs> but yeah, MashMinute.com is the show's website. OneSteelSister.com, all one word, is my website. And it has links to Mash Minute. It also has links to our T Public store with Mash Minute merchandise. And it also has links in that T Public store and on the website. Uh, other shows I have done. So, like, I did an A League of Their Own one. And we have A League of Their Own Alex Robinson art that was done. Dun, dun, dun. That is up on there. So, Check that out. It's the same as my handle for social media. It's one steel sister, O-N-E-S-T-E-E-L-E-S-I-S-T-E-R. Megan, was there anything you wanted to point people to from your end? Be nice to your librarians. They do a lot. We do a lot with limited resources. And when you do tell us that you want to know what that book that you read that was awesome was because you want more like it. And all you remember is that the cover was blue. We're, we're secretly screaming inside for two seconds, and then we're so professional, but, you know. And if you think I'm laughing and think that that's a big joke, oh no, y'all really do it sometimes, so. I mean, in my case, the cover was yellow, but same diff. And you know what? Credit towards credits do. Sometimes we actually kind of figure it out. Oh, somehow. Yeah. It's like magic. Or we find you something else that hopefully you're gonna enjoy just as much, so. Be nice to your librarians. Be kind to your local librarians. If you have the opportunity to interact with an archivist, be nice to them as well. Uh, Yes. They have a different set of challenges, but yes. Tomorrow's episode is going to be very upsetting for those of us in the uh, book (sighs) preservation arena. Uh, But that is tomorrow's. Genealogy. If you like genealogy, you're going to be a little... Maybe overnight the uh, bad guy will decide not to do what I happen to know he does in Minute 93. So that will do it for Minute 92. (laughs) But probably not, because this movie was made in 85. Until then, you can find the Silverado Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play at the main site, SilveradoMinute.com. Wherever you found today's episode, you can also find tomorrow's episode. And we're also on social media. Or the show is on social media. Megan and I are about the Midnight Star, the Silverado Minute Listener Saloon group on Facebook and on Twitter at Silverado MXM. Sorry, Sean. It's MXM. Oh, is he one of the MBM? Yeah, he, he was he was lobbying for MBM. I mean, I get it, but the X just it looks a little it's hard to beat symmetry. I'm sorry, Sean. Symmetry is just, you know, <laughs> aesthetically it's, it's pleasing. It's very, uh, someone who has somehow become a graphic designer, again, be nice to your librarians because we do our best. It just, it just works. Well, he'll be upset that it's Silverado MXM on Twitter for the handle, and tomorrow I will be upset 
when books are harmed. In minute 93. Yippee-ki-yay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong show. <laughs>